Welcome to Grace in Public, preaching and teaching in the heartland and all around the world. Well, today we have a couple of clips from Pastor Butch Vieter, who was one of my Bible college instructors. He's been a great friend, amazing influence in my life and in the life of many. Church planter, a missionary, a uh, Bible college instructor. Affected many lives, and please enjoy this clip about cosmic blindness. Second Corinthians 3. Now the Lord is that Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all with an open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. And that means that the Spirit shows us the character that is in Christ's face, and that hap- that's a mystical process, and it's subjective. It's a right brain. He says, therefore, because of this, therefore is because, therefore, because of seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not. We know that we've received mercy because this process goes on. It's an ongoing process. God is surprising us all the time by the continuality of this process. And because of this, we don't quit. We don't faint. We don't say, that's it, I've had it. I can't take it anymore. I'm not going to make it. I quit. I'm not going to go to church. I'm not going to go to work. I'm going to sit in my shack and grow my beard and eat nuts and honey. But it says, because we have received this ministry, we have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty. And we're not walking in craftiness, nor... Are we handling the word of God deceitfully? But by manifestation of the truth, we're commending ourselves to every man's conscience. This has to do with Paul consciously just trying to function in the anointing, not trying to prove anything or troll anyone. Because he's functioning in, in the anointing, he's commending himself to the people listening. They realize what? He, that he's of God. In the sight of God. But if our gospel's hid, it's hid to them that are lost, who the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel, who is the image of God, shine into them. Now, God's commanded the light to shine out of darkness, and everything obeys God's command. So how come guys, people can't see the light? It's because they've been blinded by um, the cosmopolitan spirit of the age, the cosmos. Now, I'm using cosmopolitan, not in a sense today, not like the, the ladies' magazine, but the word cosmos, K-O-S-M-O-S, in the Greek, speaks of the global culture that's controlled by fallen angels. Our culture is an extension. It's a byproduct of Satan's plan to bring the world into a one-world government. Globalism is of the devil. Nationalism is of God. When God confounded the languages in Iraq at the Tower of Babel, fighting a war somewhere in the area where the Tower of Babel originated, um, that he confounded the languages. And by confounding language, by producing so many languages, God produced so many nations. So nationalism is part of the plan that God imposed on earth. He imposed it. It was a, di- a divine imposition. So nationalism is of God. Patriotism is of God. Internationalism is not of God. God doesn't want the whole world of one language. That's what he saw a bad one. He came down and confounded that. So people would automatically know that Christ is the Messiah, except they're blinded. Ancient wrestling, if you didn't wrestle well, the judges sometimes would give you the permission to poke out the eyes or murder the uh, the other guy. If the other guy didn't fight hard, you'd have permission to gouge his eyes out. 
So there were a lot of blind, retired wrestling slaves who didn't wrestle hard enough, so they got their eyes poked out. In whom the God of this world had blinded the minds of them which believed not, lest the light of the gospel shine unto them. In other words, if they weren't blinded, they would automatically know Christ as Messiah. Who is the image of God? This is Christ, the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants, for Christ's sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our heart, to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Think of that phrase, to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So it's the same, we're back to the Second uh, Corinthians 3.18 principle, that the Spirit of God is showing us the character that's in the face of Jesus Christ. And then, in verse 6, we get further illumination on the same phenomena. <laughs> phenomenon. And it is that God's commanded the light to shine of darkness has shined in our hearts to give, and the word heart has to do with the mind, noose, to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And here, sometimes you might have heard me talk about... Uh, 3.18 and said, where does he get off saying that the anointing has to do with us seeing the face of Christ? Well, there it is in verse 6. So, see, I proved I'm not a heretic, at least for this morning. For we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God, not us. And then we go to verse 8. We are troubled on every side. And that, then it goes on to tell us um, we are at war. This wrestling continues. The human race is being wrestled through public education through the entertainment media, through the institutions and religions of the world, people are being re- wrestled into blindness. They're wrestled into blindness. Do they put up a good fight? No, they don't at all. Because they don't put up a good fight, they get blinded. There are those who fight, though. And we see them, they bring their works to the light. That's fighting. People fighting to get to the light. They bring their works to the light that their works might be made manifest. And um, Paul says, I have fought the good fight. Thank you for tuning in. If you can, don't forget to send a tax-deductible gift to us. Your generous donation made to our program promotes this broadcast and ones like it going out on the Internet and broadcast on local stations throughout the United States. So please prayerfully consider what you can give. Find out how to give your donation at www.graceandpublic.com. Amazing, isn't it, that some eyes are blinded, blinded in the cosmos. Wasn't that a great, great um, exposition on the Word of God, bringing out meaning, isagogics, historical frame of reference from the Scripture. So we know men's eyes are blinded, and yet the amazing thing is to be able to see the kingdom of God, to have our eyes enlightened. In John 9.39, Jesus said, For judgment I come into this world that they which see not might see, and that they which see might be made blind. Amazing. So by natural perception, we're not going to see the things of God. Matthew 15:14. Let them alone. They be blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind lead the blind, both shall fall into the ditch. In Hebrews 12:14. Follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. The idea of the parable, that somehow Christ is plainly revealing truth, and yet there's a 
percentage of people that will receive that truth, and there's a percentage of people that won't, even though it's plainly revealed. And here we see the difference between the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light, is that God wants to reveal truth. (laughs) And here we know we're seeing these verses that he's saying those that think they see might be made blind. But because their perception has been marred, it's twisted, that those that think they see don't really see spiritually, and they need to be made blind, like Paul was made blind before he, at the moment of his conversion, first God blinded him, and then opened his eyes. Because we need to be blinded to those things which are not real. We need to be, we need for that to be taken away. And then our eyes are opened up. Psalm 49.4 I will incline mine ear to a parable. I will open my dark sayings upon the harp. Here the psalmist is inclining his ear to the parable. There's a the arrogant person who already thinks that they know they have the answers. There's no humility in their heart. They hear a parable and they already make a judgment about it. They don't really incline their ear. They're not available or open spiritually. In Matthew 13, 36 and following, Jesus had been speaking parables. Then Jesus sent the multitude away and went into the house, and his disciples came unto him, saying, Declare unto us the parable of the tares of the field. And he answered and said unto them, and, he, and they explained the parable to them, and they received truth. They heard what everybody else heard, but then they had a desire to hear more. But that desire to hear more was not enough. And it's taught out in the world that if you, if you just apply yourself, if you just apply yourself, you'll get it. But here we're talking about spiritual blindness. We're talking about blindness. When you've been blinded, you need God to open your eyes. So it wasn't that they just sought out the answer. That wasn't the only part of it. But they sought out the answer from Jesus. And Jesus, this Christ-centered idea of theology, that what's it's given out there in plain sight, for anyone to hear. The Bible is on in hotel rooms all over the world. There were whole movements to get them in there. And yet, sitting in those drawers, and yet people do amazingly horrible things in those rooms, yet the Bible is sitting in those drawers. And it's, it's a lesson to us. I think we'll see in eternity that our lives were bathed with light. There's so much we don't see in the spiritual realm going on around us. There are angels who are peering in to the affairs of men. There's divine light all around us, and yet we see through a glass darkly. Second Corinthians 4, 6 For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. The light of the knowledge of the glory of God is revealed in the face of Jesus Christ. That when we've been given a glimpse of Jesus and then we receive that light, God gives us more light. And it's through the person of Christ that all things are revealed. It's through the person of Christ and a relationship with the person of, of Christ God opens the scriptures to us. Did you try to read the scriptures before you knew God? 
Any some of you out there maybe are listening to this who don't know Christ as your Savior. Have you ever read the Bible? It's a very interesting historical book, but there's a lot in there that makes very little sense to someone who doesn't know Christ. And there are scholars who pour over uh, the Old Testament prophets who have great zeal and desire to understand them, and yet have incredibly twisted perceptions of what they mean, and and see them in strange, diabolical ways. When really, when we get to know the person of God and we see through New Testament, when the New Testament is given to us, it explains the Old. The Old Testament Hebrew Scriptures are the foundation for the New, but the New makes sense of the Old. In Luke 10.23, this is Jesus speaking to his disciples. I love this verse. And he turned him unto his disciples and said privately, Blessed are the eyes which see the things that ye see. (laughs) He said to them, You don't know. Wow. For I tell you that many prophets and kings have desired to see those things which you see, which ye see, and have not seen them, and to hear those things which ye hear and have not heard them. Saying, listen, you're walking with me, we're walking together, you're my disciples. We have an intimate relationship with one another. You don't really know who I am so much. I know you so much better than you know me, but you're starting to get to know me. We, we have a relationship together, and I'm telling you, what you're seeing is glorious. It's awesome. There's history being made now that later would be recorded in Scripture. Revelation 2.7 He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Do you have a spiritual ear? Are you you in communion with Christ? You may be a believer, but are you walking with him? Are you answering the call in your life? If you are, wow. And God is revealing things to you. Your prayers are being answered. Things are happening in your life. Not to say that answered prayer is the ultimate evidence of walking with God, but There is a momentum, a continuous flow that happens in our life with God as we're walking with Him, as we're listening to Him, as we're looking unto the author and finisher of our faith. Matthew 10.27, What I tell you in darkness, that speak ye in the light. And what ye hear in the ear, that preach ye upon the housetops. Yes, the truth is right out there. It's right out there for people to see. And we do that. We become beacons. We're lights, not with bushels over us, but we're lights out on the hill, proclaiming the truth and the reality of the person, the character, the nature, the accomplishments of Jesus Christ. We tell people the gospel. We tell people what he's done on their behalf, and they hear it. Something happens. Somebody is in a, in a place maybe where their, their soil has been prepared. They're in a place of humility. They're, they're, they're at a juncture in their life. And they hear and see the reality of who God is. And in that moment, they make a different decision than they ever made before. God comes into their life. It's an amazing thing. So we continue. We continue to reveal the life of God. Some people will see it. Some people will not. Some people, it will take a period of time for it to sink in and for their eyes to be opened. And we don't know. That time of investment is so important and vital. And we continue in it. In prayer, in desire for people's lives, loving them, caring for their souls, 
in revealing the life of our risen Savior. We'd love to hear from you, so please go to our website and contact us. The web address is www.graceinpublic.com. So now there's an opportunity. There's an opportunity to have blinded eyes open. Would you like to see yourself the way God sees you? It's the beginning of that, to receive Christ as your Savior. We'll close our program tonight with this last clip. If you're here tonight, maybe you have sat here a hundred times, but you've never actually asked Christ to be your personal Lord and Savior. Jesus said in John chapter 3, Ye must be born again. This resurrection life that conquered death must be in you. You must be born again to see the kingdom of God. Pray a prayer like this in your own words, every head bowed. Lord Jesus, I turn to you this evening. And I accept you as my personal Lord and Savior. Thank you for giving me your spirit and cleansing away my sins with your blood. And we pray this in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And everyone said, Amen.